Welcome back to The Francisca Show, where we encourage fellow artists and entrepreneurs to collaborate and support each other while sharing their stories. I'm Francisca, a singer, composer, and also your host. And just before we begin the show, I'd like to thank our sponsors. ShopDrop is an iPhone app that lists every sample sale in New York. So if you want to buy designer clothes without breaking the bank, go to your iPhone and download the ShopDrop app today. Today we have a very special episode because we will be featuring an innovation in the Koisha world today as we know it. And to talk about this new campaign, a new initiative, we have Esther Freeman, who is a first-timer on our show. Welcome. And we also have Laura Melnikoff, who has been here before. So it's a big time for us because we're having second-timers. <laughs> so welcome to the show. It's so exciting to have you to talk about this important initiative. And it's just incredible what you're doing. I'm so sorry we're doing this on such short notice. But let's definitely start the discussion. Thank so, you. Thank you for having us. Give us a little background on the festival, what has been going on till now, before we talk about the new initiative. Hi. Okay. So this is Esther talking. Um, last year, I was uh, approached by the producers of Sababa Fest to um, host a women's candlelighting ceremony, uh, Arab Shabbos, um, for the women. And uh, it was kind of more of a collaborative type of thing. And it was really like a low key, you know, this is the, it was the first year that Zababa was running um, their festival, their Shabbaton. And um, I really appreciated how, uh, you know, Alter Daich and Mendel Sherman, who are the producers of the of the festival, um, really saw the need for women's expression and women to be able to get out there and to win, for women to be a part of these festivals in a halachic way to sing for women, to create that space for women. So we did it last year. It was very low key. And they told me, you know, Esther, this is just the beginning. God willing, you know, next year when Sababa does it for the second time, we'll make it bigger. And that's what the, that's what they're doing this year. And also I was approached by Ariel Peretz, uh, from Junity to come out there and sing. And while we were having our conversations, I kind of, you know, I was trying to like, you know, work with him. And he also expressed that he understands that there's a need and he obviously wanted to do it in the most halachic way possible. And, um, I really, you know, I was pushing for it and he was trying to see how it could work. And, um, then I got Laura on board. And, um, you know, we started realizing that as much as the men want this to happen, there's not enough of publicity or awareness about what goes in to creating this space for women at these festivals and how um, how it's viewed more often than not as more of a difficulty than than creating something new. And um, that's where Laura and I come in, where, you know, the idea is to make it, to trailblaze this and make it so that this is more of um, a natural occurrence, you know, for the future than something that is, um, you know, something to push and fight for and make happen. I hear more about how this got started. So let's jump right into the new initiative. This campaign that we're, you know, promoting to get women more into festivals. And it's just more of like, that's just the start of it. Obviously, we're trying to create an awareness at large about how we just want to be able to create more of these women's spaces that attract all women and not just, you know, little niches here and there or being hired to sing for like little women's events. Um 
or like how it got started, our passion and our drive for what it is that we're, you know, trying to promote. So the passion and drive, everyone knows. I feel like we do not have to talk about that. The reason, like the fact that we're raising money for our own tickets to perform somewhere for practically for free. And, and you, you know, Laura said she's a nursing mom who's going in and, and out in your, I don't know what your circumstances are, but this sounds very intense, very short notice, very self-funded. And I mean, if you didn't have a clear passion, <laughs> no one, none of us would be doing this. Yeah. The, there has to be sort of a, a critical mass. This has been building up for millennia. This has been building up for years and years. And it's, it's not just within the women's communities, but also building on this new fixture that there are Orthodox Jewish music festivals now, that there are events that are public and pretty large budget or, you know, they, they, they are these big public presences like Summer Stage in New York has a Yiddish program now and this is Sababa's second year. Junity is kicking off on this momentum that there should be a such thing as an Orthodox Jewish music festival. There's this explosion of Orthodox Jewish artists in general. And so that sort of feeds this machine that's that's gaining momentum. I do want to just mention that um, as much as it, it possibly could look like, oh, wow, the women have to fundraise and they have to raise their, you know, own, own fl- uh, flights and uh, money for the, whatever it is. Um, there are a lot of newcomers into the industry, men newcomers, that also are paying for their own flights and not getting paid to perform. So it's not that, you know, that it's it's like, oh, man, the women are left to the wayside. It's more along the lines that the men also see the necessity for this and they're backing us in this endeavor. But there is no financial backing yet. It's not that they don't want to pay us. They don't see the necessity to pay us. It's that this is new. Just like even though Laura and I are not new to the industry, we're new to the festival scene. We're new to getting out there in a public space and being hired by, like, let's say, the producers of a public event. So I want to just clarify that because I don't want it to – it shouldn't seem – to anyone that, oh, why, why are the women, why, I mean, do the men have to fundraise for their own, you know, flights? There's a lot of guys that want to get into the festival scene, that want to get out there, that are also paying for their own flights and also just not getting paid to perform. So just want to put that out there. Okay. However, the men who are newbies, and then you have women who are not newbies, but because we're newbies to the scene, we have to fundraise. It's not exactly yeah. equal here. Anyway... Right. That, yeah, it's an important point to keep in mind the, that the whole Orthodox Jewish music scene is new and has a very little financial infrastructure. However, of course, for women, there are additional financial concerns and constraints and needs because of it's like creating a mini festival within your festival, a separate stage with its own lighting and sound system. So it is so much easier to present a male artist as a sound financial investment. But that's not where that's that's not the global picture of what it means to include women in an Orthodox Jewish music festival, Orthodox Jewish women. Okay, so let's let's just go straight into the music festival. What does it look like? I've been to the festival in the Moshav on Sukkot on Chalamoid this past year. So the men had their big stage outdoors, and then the women had this tent that had no air. 
I mean, I'm not trying to complain, but because we're not going to sing on the same stage and they're not going to kick out all the men, we're clearly going to be in a separate area. Let's say I was going to buy myself a last-minute ticket. Am I showing up to a Nebi? Because they can't guarantee a certain amount of people for the women's. So right. is that, that is, going to be... That is the role of this crowdfunding thing is that there needs to be buzz. There needs to be talk about having a women's space that is beautiful and powerful. We could go... This is the part where we can talk about what Kol Isha really is which has been discussed, you know, to infinity on your podcast, but we, this point about kol isha, the term is taken from the phrase kol isha be'erva, a woman's voice is a private, intimate part of her body. However, we sing for each other. We sing because it's a way to connect on that intimate level. It's this way to get there with each other that is safe and precious and important, and there needs to be more of that. So the space in which we do that needs to be proper. So that is what the crowdfunding is for. That's what, that's what costs so much. Also, um, speaking with, um, the producer from, you know, Junity, he wants there to be a, like, obviously the sound system is not going to be, you know, some, uh, you know, uh, insignificant sound system. He's the same guys who are working, are working the sound system for the, ma- the main stages are working the sound system for the tent. Now, I did discuss with him, you know, about getting a bigger tent, and we discussed a number of things, you know, but this is the first year. So this is ju- him just, oh, he's also just getting his feet wet in this in this uh, industry. And um, and I've already worked out with him. He's like, listen, Esther, if, if the tent fills up and there are women lining up outside and, you know, there, there's not enough space for them, we'll do another showing on the same day. We'll have another concert and, you know, another full set that you can do during that day and also like if we're able to raise these funds we would love to add another two acts um if there's time you know to the lineup and there is time actually there is time and we spoke with Ariel and he wants he wants more women to come to this it's just that you know not many women um are are want to trailblaze and break into this that you know because because of exactly what you're saying because they also feel like it's it's not equal why do the women have to fundraise why do they have to you know pay their flights and etc yeah i think this is an important discussion because women orthodox female artists who who have to take into consideration the the cultural feelings about their self-expression it's it's one thing to be offered an opportunity where you you are clearly being told that your talent is being embraced, that you are desired for this event, that your presence will add so much to it, and that it, that appreciation is expressed with a proper paycheck. Now, for something like this, where it's obvious to everybody that we need to be there, but the money is not there and the space needs to be carved out and there needs to be this activism about it. That takes a lot that, that takes more than I thought I had Mm -hmm. in me. And when Esther brought it up with me, I was like, um, good luck. I had to, I had to also speak. I had to get her into it, you know, like just like now we're, we're discussing this and we're going to definitely want to try to gain momentum on this. We, we need to really like, this is why we're explaining this because it's, it's not as simple as, uh, yeah, it takes, it takes a lot of. 
time. And these are all things that we all, as Kalisha artists or Kalisha adjacent artists, activists. As, I can, activists <laughs> as I consider myself, this, this is, um, we all know how much it takes. And we have all been active in our own ways. But it is hard to face the possibility of failure in a public way. It's also very difficult to face the possibilities of success. So I think that that is something that needs some discussion and some reflection on because if we're going big, we can't, we can't ignore the, 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 the things that have personally, and I, I really mm-hmm. like, I have experienced this for myself in the classical arena. The classic, I'm classically trained and it is so hard to put yourself out there and be scrutinized and have to stand up for what you think is right and to stand up for your belief that you deserve to be heard. There are so, there's so many messages telling us, no, quiet down at the Shabbos table. You shouldn't be singing here. This is not appropriate. But that's not, we know that that's not the full picture. A week and a half ago, this wasn't going to happen. If I didn't tell Ariel on the phone, Ariel, I am making my t- this ticket. I'm going to book it now. We are creating the space because if you build it, they will come. I am going to start a GoFundMe and this is going to happen. He's like, whoa, I love your Amuna. I love that kind of spirit. And you know what? I really believe that once this takes off and women start realizing what's really going on here, that it will exponentially expand like it really and it has to it really has to because this is like laying the groundwork for like the future for all women and girls who have always had this dream who have suffocated this dream for the longest time who have not um, enhanced their talents because they feel like hey why should I become a professional in this field when I'm not even going to be able to perform on a professional level so what's the point you know and I'm sure we've all experienced that on some sort of level okay so you've touched on many, many points, and I just want to go back and establish, you said if we're going big, then we have to start that. So just over the last five minutes that you've been both talking, I got a little inspired. I'm actually already looking at flights, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't get too excited, though. I, I haven't been to LA ever, so it is a little bit amusing and interesting. What's the word? It's grabbing my attention. Because, you know, I do want to be a trailblazer. I do want to take that take the opportunity. And I do want to be involved in things that are related to this initiative. Clearly, I'm passionate enough to have waited an hour for Esther Freeman to get through her traffic to come <laughs> and record this podcast. So I'm definitely York. dedicated if anyone needs any proof. <laughs> this episode is the proof. However, so let's just touch on two things. So what's the bigger vision here? What's what's going to hopefully come out of this festival scene that's going to bring benefit to female singers? And number two is, what is the funding going toward? Because if people are paying for their own flights, what's the GoFundMe for? Okay, so let's just start on what's the bigger picture, okay? So we're starting small, right? We have a small tent. It could fit 200 people going to have a proper sound system. We don't even have space for a stage. But you know what? It's smaller scale this this year because it is the first year. And But, I mean, listen, eventually, bigger tent, 
if if people come and they show support for this and they show the need because there is a huge need and i know a lot of women who really want this to happen if they come boom hey next year the producer will see we need a bigger tent we need a proper stage we need a sound system we need air conditioning which i really hope there will be in the tent no, there will i will be. clarify that yes. but you know and then and then more women on the lineup and then more women showing up and women from all different types of you know backgrounds you know i mean that's the bigger picture obviously you know definitely um and then maybe one day women we can host our own massive festival in LA because there's such a need for it you know but one thing at a time this year we have a tent we have a space the producer gave us that space and he's very passionate about it but we have to do the legwork we've got to do you know we're building from the ground up for this yeah and ariel the producer at junity does acknowledge that there should be a bigger tent and the fact is that as this first year there there is hardly money to go around for the whole rest of the festival that's that's how things are playing out that's how things go for a first year of a festival but we just got to do it there's really some there's a priority here to put women in these orthodox festivals that are happening we have to do our own thing of course and there are there are institutions like the, there is the atara conference the kinesh lakhais of khabar emissaries that have made one of their purposes to feature artists from the khabar community and many other opportunities that are sort of these um they're offered uh, i mean atara is is a, a grassroots root movement but the other examples are ones that are offered by institutions and in order for us to do our own festival we need this push where we we're starting to put ourselves out there in places like this it's definitely important for us to get to a point where we're doing our own festival and it would we that's definitely like doing this is not to the exclusion of doing an all women's festival and an all women's festival cannot be to the exclusion of women being in larger you know multi-gender orthodox jewish music festivals that there needs to just be more opportunities that's the that's what we're up to there need to be more opportunities i agree 100% and i do hear and see the vision you're talking about so let's Let's say someone's listening to this podcast right now. Mm-hmm. What are the next steps? They post the GoFundMe link on their Facebook and other social media outlets, Twitter and Instagram. They donate mm-hmm. any amount. If they know somebody who is interested in this cause who can write an article about it on their social media presence, are a columnist for any sort of periodical media outlet if they know if they have some wealthy friends in good places who are interested in underwriting this we we need to get the word out and we yeah. need to get the money we also want to build a team i mean ultimately to yeah. build a team behind this you know this is just Laura and i right now and and Rifka Harris yes and you can imagine the amount of time and energy that had to go into this and i just want to know what happens if you don't raise the money will it still happen or not Like, let's say I buy my ticket, but I mean, I booked my flight. Yeah. Laura booked her flight. We're playing. There is a space. We've already raised um, half half the funds that we need for the sound system at Junity. So, um, you know, we're in a good place right now, and we barely put it out there. Whoever is going to share this, you know, um, 
Share your personal journey with Koisha. Share your personal struggle, whether you're an artist or not an artist, whether you're a male or a female, a girl or a boy, whatever it is. Share your personal investment in, in, in why you're sharing the campaign. And I think that that will give off such an important message that this is not just about, you know, supporting uh, GoFundMe or supporting two women that are starting this GoFundMe. It's supporting women in the arts. It's supporting Orthodox Jewish women for the future. That's a very important cause. And I'm still looking for the people who are supporting these causes. <laughs> right now, the only supporters are, not, are the active participants. Right. So we, like this is, this, we, this massive energy that we're building up that where, where Esther has the idea and she tells me and I'm like, okay, let's get enthusiastic. And then we tell you and you start looking at plane tickets. That, that is activism. There is a, 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 a need for that energy of activism about this because Jews have money, but people need to see that <laughs> there is a very, there is this dire urgent need for the money to go to this. There, there is a lot of, uh, there, there's a lot of difficulty in putting yourself out there when you live with Kol Isha. Managing that, this, the Kol Isha is, when it comes down to it right now, the way Kol Isha plays out is a challenge. We need to show that we have this vision for Kol Isha to actually be this enshrinement of beauty and intimacy in this extremely holy way that is missing from our lives. Yeah, the idea is to shift the focus. Right. So we all know Kalisha men. You know, the men, the men cannot listen to a woman singing, right? So that also becomes incumbent upon us to not sing in front of a man. But really, just shift the focus. Okay, we know this already. But right now, we want to just focus on what we can do with our voices. And that is to sing for women. And why can't it be on a grand scale? I mean, I have an ultimate dream that I'm going to sing for a packed stadium in Barclay Center, full of women, Jewish or non-Jewish, makes no difference, but women nonetheless. And I have to say, I don't know where Esther gets that from <laughs> because, <laughs> because I, I know for myself that thinking of all the things that I can't do, I can't play in certain venues and I can't play on Shabbos and I have kids and it takes all this time and energy for my practicing. It, that makes it so hard to think big. But if we demonstrate that we can start going big by going to these bigger public events at these Jewish music festivals that shows everybody else that it is possible to go big. We have no choice at this point, but to really just not look back. Like just, we have no choice. Like, okay, we've already gone through this for, for centuries. Like, come on. It's time for us to really come out. This is like the Mashiach times, yo. This is really like Kal Chasan the Kal Kala, that voice of the Kala. We are coming out. And you know what? It's going to be in the most halachic, beautiful, dignified, but powerful way. Amen. <laughs> it's actually really more obvious to people nowadays than it's ever been. It's just that there hasn't been a movement about this. And, you know, you just got to start it. Someone's got to start. You got a good idea, start it. And you know what? It hasn't been easy. And, um, but I feel like there's, there's so much good in this. There's no way it can't happen. It's going to happen. Eventually it's going to happen. And I'm, I'm not backing down and I'm not deterred and I don't feel downtrodden about it. And I'm, I'm feeling very positive actually. Well, that's amazing. And, and I'm inspired to see that your families are supporting this. The fact that you're going away or, 
it just reminds me of how hard this work is. Mm-hmm. It, it, that, that's Judge Ruchi Fryer's line that, yes, I am the first Orthodox Hasidic judge, but my husband is the first husband of an Orthodox Hasidic judge. Yep, that definitely. And then the children also get yeah. <laughs> thrown but, into this mix. Yeah, but they need it. They need to see their mommies getting out there and changing the world. Yeah, yeah. I have a daughter who just for the first time came on stage with me last night in um, in Pittsburgh when I sang. She's like, you know, mommy, I'm going to be a singer just like you one day. Oh, that's beautiful. And, and you know what? Actually- when we lay this groundwork and it happens, she will be. And even better. I mean, okay. So thank you so much for bringing this to our attention. We're going to have to spread the word. Next week it will happen. I'm so excited for Junity and I'm excited for Sababa. And I'm excited for what the future holds for Jewish women Orthodox artists. Thank you so much for being on the show. And I can't wait, whether I'm going to be at that festival or not, I can't wait to talk about it, feature it, see the pictures, watch the videos. And yes. it is the beginning of something big. It's the beginning of a revolution. Yes. It's it's what we've been talking about on all these episodes. So Absolutely. it's You've been doing work, Francisca. You like we have to we're building on each other. That's really what this is about. That's why we have to go big, get everybody into this. It takes a village. And collaborate, exactly. It takes a village. Yasher Koach on this initiative. I'm really grateful to be a part of it in which way. I'm grateful to have you on board. Thank you so much on board. Thank you. If you have been enjoying this podcast, please make sure to leave us a review. Subscribe and share this show with people you think may also enjoy it. See you next time.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.